Hi, I'm Beth. I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 22. After our usual segments of In the Kitchen and Movement Makeover, we will be discussing downstream effects. If you would like to submit a question, head over to realmomsreallife.com. Don't forget, all of the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Hey, Andrea. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? In a little bit of a fog from sleeplessness, but I'm, I'm good. good. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I fell down the stairs two days ago. <gasps> are you serious? Yeah. And are you okay? I am fine. I have a bruise that's about four inches long, shaped oh in a God. smile on my right ass cheek. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. I like the smile bruise though. Yeah. Makes um, it a little better. <laughs> yeah. I was like I knew right away. I was like, oh that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big one. But it wasn't there until the next day and, and it just keeps getting prettier and prettier. Oh, they so um, do. But it was I think it was scarier more than anything and um like I don't know, falling down the stairs like sucks, right? But then you're pregnant yeah. and I'm like Ugh. People oh my do God. this, to, like you know, yeah, old wives tale, right? And yeah. um, but everything seems fine. Like plenty of kicking still. Called the doctor; they weren't worried. I have an appointment on Friday, so it was like should 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 be fine. But it awesome. was definitely a a stressful yeah. twenty four hours before I had a chance to like get some kick counts in and and all of that. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I remember when I was talking to my midwives about, like, working out, they were like, basically, like, you'd have to fall pretty darn hard and, like, hit your belly. Like, they were like, yeah, obviously you don't want to fall, but at the same time, they're like, they are pretty darn cushioned in there. So I was like, okay, (laughs) good to hear. Yeah, and I was, like, sliding, Mm -hmm. I slid down, so it was first, I was on my bottom, like, stomach in the air, (laughs) carpeted (sighs) stairs, so... Not fun. Not fun at all. But I'm glad you and baby are okay. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> eh, it, you know, I feel like that's part of, like, pregnancy is clumsiness. Mm-hmm. So, like, I Googled it, and there was hundreds of people that fell right around, because I'm 27 weeks now, so, like, right around, like, 27, 28 weeks, they're like, oh, I fell down the stairs then, too. I did, too. It's like, oh this is weird. <laughs> Luckily, I never did, and we have death stairs in our house, so that's probably why, because I'm, like, was super cautious about it, so our stairs are, like, there's no way they're code. They're, like, I'm I'm just scared for when Remy is, you know, old enough to go up and down them, because, oh my god, they're they're so bad, (laughs) and I didn't realize how bad they were until now. He's, like, I, like, stand behind him, and he crawls up them, and there's this area where they, like, kind of turn around the corner, where it's, like, it's, like, a, a drop if he falls like the the wedges are so small that it wouldn't catch him so he'd like fall to the next landing and it's like a good like I don't know three feet you know it's it's not normal <laughs> no that's yeah you, you gotta be a little careful that's when you gate the top and bottom and oh yeah leave it's, that it's there gated <laughs> it's gated <laughs> anything new in business that you want to talk about um did I talk about my rebranding I think we no, sort of mentioned it last time, but it, what, we, you weren't sure yeah. if it was going to be up and running when, yeah, by the so time this aired. I'm officially yeah, rebranding under drandreamore.com, and my website will eventually redirect there and everything. 
Um, so I'll make sure that gets all coordinated once it's up and running. But yeah, so it's just been a lot of fun. I mean, things have been moving a little slow this week just because of sleeplessness. So I've been trying to take it easy and just be totally okay with the fact that I'm going to be a little behind on, you know, some deadlines I set with my for myself. But um, it's it's going good. I've been having fun. And uh, in the, the Facebook group, I am doing a, ironically enough, a series on sleep this week. So obviously when this podcast comes out, it's going to be a few weeks ago, but you can go back and listen to that if you want to hear about how to improve your sleep, how to fall asleep, set up the right sleep environment. All of those will be coming out this week. I think my favorite part about running a business is that we can talk about things that are most pressing in our work psyches. And it's like, hey, you guys all need this because I need it too. You know, when we're totally. catering to like parents and moms, it's like, hey, this is really tough this week. So I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to share this with everyone else. And then it makes me feel better because I've talked with it with everyone else. And then maybe some other people get something out of it. Absolutely. It is nice. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to our in the kitchen tip. So this week, my tip is to get a bigger water bottle. So I believe this is airing on Memorial Day. So right to kick off the summer. And I was finding when I'm driving, because I drive between all my clients, that I was finishing my water. And then I'd be like, oh, do I stop and get another water bottle? Do I bring two? What do I do? So I got a bigger water bottle. I got a 30 ounce. It was $7.50. It's stainless steel, insulated from Target. It's called Zach with an exclamation point, Z-A-K, just in case you're interested. And it's fantastic. And I only have to fill it, like if I fill it twice, that's 90 ounces of water, which is so much easier than filling my 20-ounce water bottle, you know, four and a half times every day. So really makes a big difference for me to get in more liquid because I feel like I drink a lot in the beginning after I first fill it, and then I slowly do a little bit more, but as I get close to the end, I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like filling it right now, so I sort of make it last, whereas this time, it's like, oh, I only have to fill it once or twice, and I'm good to go. That is a great tip. I love that. Does it fit in your cup holder? Yes. Wow, nice. That's so awesome. So it's like, I'm going to show you, it's got Ooh. like a narrow base. Ooh. Oh, and it's big, uh-huh. right? I, not everybody can see Very this, cute. right? Uh-huh. But it's, um, it's got a narrow base, so it fits in the cup holder. Because previously, I didn't want one of those like, I'm going to say like Nalgene style bottles, because I know mm-hmm. they make them in stainless steel, but they don't fit in your cup holders, and I can't. I can't do it. Um, I'm probably going to get like a stainless steel straw because it's got a coffee lid mug top. Mm-hmm. And I just like straws. So I'm probably going to get a couple of those to put in there. But I think Yeti makes it too. But I'm sure there's so much more expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Yeti has one. Like Hydro Flask has some huge ones. But they don't fit in your cup holder. I have one that's stainless steel. And it's actually meant to pour an entire bottle of wine in it. <laughs> So I think it's like 26 ounces. I forget. It's um yeah, they have like that like a, a red a red wine one, a white wine one, and then mine is blue and it says spirits on it and it's for like actually like vodka or something, but I put, put water in it. But I love it cuz it fits in my cup holder. It's got a screw top so I can't spill it. It has a small top because I can't drink out of large top thing. I can't even drink out of small top things, so let's face it. I still spill on myself. But yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. I'll link link to the one. If I can find the one that I got, I'll link to it in the show notes. So tell us about our movement makeover this week, Andrea. Yeah. So I, for a while, was really trying to get in my workouts when Remy was napping. And with my business things, with rebranding, it just got harder and harder. 
And so I wasn't getting my workouts in at all because I was like, ah, I have to work on this. And then Remy would wake up and then it's like, oh, I can't get my workout in. And then I'm like, well, duh, why don't I just work out with him? Like, how can I incorporate him and work out? So, and a lot of times it's kind of an, un- sometimes it's more structured, sometimes it's unstructured, but I will, you know, pick him up and do squats with him, do lunges with him. Um, he thinks it's hilarious to do like, I do push-ups like on his toy bench because I can't quite do full push-ups yet without feeling like it's um, impacting my di- diastasis. So I do it on his toy bench. So he like sits under me and like thinks it's really funny. Um you know, or we just dance around together, things like that. So it's like, it's been so much better because then it's like good fun time. He enjoys it. It's like connection time between us and I get a workout and it's not like this added thing I need to do on my to-do list. And it like, you know, now I don't have to think of an activity to do with him. So it's been working out really well. Um, And then even, you know, as the weather's been getting nicer, I've actually been able to take him into our uh, home gym and put him in his pack and play. And again, he just watches me like he thinks it's, it's pretty entertaining. I mean, sometimes I have to obviously stop and, you know, get him and whatnot. But he's just kind of like sits at the side and is like, Ooh, what's mama doing? You know, so I don't know, it's worked out a lot better than I realized to just incorporate him into my workouts. I love this, especially as kids are starting to get to less naps and needing more interaction when they're awake combining the two as long as you're you know not training for something specific and your goal is to just get a workout in one I think it's probably a nice way to sort of it's kind of slowly ease yourself back in a little bit because you can only do so much when you've got your child there and your child watching so you can't push yourself too hard too fast and I'll say my daughter still she loves to do like I have back exercises that I've restarted doing every every day and sometimes I'll pull up the like my down dog yoga app and she'll she'll participate I mean she's three and a half and she'll participate for a little bit and some of it's just like hey I'm doing stuff with mommy hey look I'm stretching and it's a really great way to get your kids to find the joy in exercise and movement and activity and yeah those you know if the workout, if you need your workout to be done in peace and that's your mindfulness time as well, then yeah, maybe you save that for the nap. But if you're going to feel better doing something else, like having provided the dishes or taking a nap or reading a book or something that's a lot harder to do, I love it. It's great. Yeah, it was funny because my husband was like, oh, Remy's going to be so active. You know, he, all he does is he like, you know, we both work out so much, which one, I don't work out that much anymore. So I don't know what he's talking about. But my husband works out a lot. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Remy literally just sees us like sitting at our computers because we both work from, we do like both work from home stuff a lot. So I'm like, he never sees us working out. And we were both like, oh, that's a good point. So that's when we started bringing him into the gym and like doing like, you know, family workouts and stuff. So I'm like, that way he actually sees us moving and not just sitting on our butts all the time. And I'll even do things now that it's like, we're outside, like, I'll just like do handstands and, you know, just like screw around. And then he's like, oh, what's that? And just starts learning, you know, different stuff that his body can do. And that's so great to start it now because it'll continue doing it with him now. It'll continue as, as he gets older when he really starts to get it. And they do. They, they develop a passion for things early. I mean, I'm sure it'll disappear eventually. But, you know, hopefully we can continue to foster that environment. So let's move on to our topic for the week. We're going to be discussing downstream effects. So what we're sort of talking about is... When something in your body, whether it's digestion, whether it's your body's ability to regulate your blood sugar, there are a lot of 
areas that you then kind of start to see side effects. So you might see thyroid problems or fertility or reproductive health issues, things like that. So that's sort of what we're talking about when we mean downstream effects. And you don't always realize that the problem is based in digestion or in your blood sugar regulation. A lot of those things, for me especially, I feel like postpartum, I thought a lot of that stuff was just being a parent, being a mom, like, oh, tired all the time. Oh, my digestion's never really recovered from having a baby and having a C-section. And yeah, it's normal to crash mid-morning, doesn't everybody? And to sleep poorly at night. And I think that a lot of the times the things we start to realize when there's something that's wrong is when we start to see some of those downstream effects. So that's what we're talking about. Do you want to get us started, Andrea? Yeah, um, I feel very, very, very passionate about this topic because it's really where I focus on with people. Like I consider this to be my area of specialty expertise, whatever you want to call it, because I think so many times people And when I say people, I mean both people kind of doing their own research on the internet, but also functional practitioners, like even functional medicine doctors, like naturopaths, like people who absolutely know what they're talking about and know way more than I could ever know about, like the reproductive system and the thyroid and hormones, you know, all of that. I think they miss this stuff. And I think it's sometimes because they know so much um, that's, that's where they're focused on. So if you're going to a thyroid specialist or a re- fertility specialist, things like that, a lot of times that's where they, that's where they like hone in and focus. And sometimes they can miss the bigger picture. And I don't know if it's that they miss it so much as like, that's just not where they spend their time on. And they just might kind of like brush up. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Make sure you're sleeping well and, you know, eating well and, you know, you're not too stressed. All right. Now let's get into the nitty gritty. And so as someone going to that, you kind of brush over those things as well. So um, I actually did a webinar on this, which I can link to, we can link to as well on hormone balance and kind of the, the, I think it was five shifts that you need to make um, in order to get your hormones balanced. And it talked a lot about this because ultimately if you're just supplementing hormones, if you're just addressing that downstream issue, you're not actually ever going to get to the root cause because ultimately with when stress is affected, when our when we're not digesting right, it's going to affect how our body is producing hormones. And so stress just as an example, it releases a lot of cortisol if we're chronically stressed, which is going to throw off the balance of your other hormones. So if you're constantly having these stress responses, and those can be, you know, brought on by little things such as just your phone notifications going off, uh, like me right now, not getting enough sleep is absolutely producing like different hormones in my body and throwing off my body's hormones. Um, Other things can even just be an improper diet, eating too much sugar, too much carbs, eating things that our body is reactive to, so um, inflammatory foods or foods that we might be sensitive to, even if they're healthy, something like eggs or dairy, things like that that our body is producing. And an inflammatory response is going to affect our hormones. So if we don't address those things, we're kind of just band-aiding it over and over. It's like, yeah, you can get some specialty supplements and you can feel better for a little bit. But what tends to happen is you feel better for like six to eight weeks and then your body kind of just goes right back to where it was. Some people feel better even longer and some people 
don't ever feel better just from addressing those um, downstream effects or downstream organs, I'd like to say. So to me, it's like unless you're addressing sleep, incredibly important, digestion and stress, which would be like brings in mindfulness, how your brain is functioning. Is your brain able to talk to your body and all of that? I think you are missing the big picture. And then, of course, whole nutrient dense foods are incredibly important. That was a great overview, and I just want to kind of put a personal touch on that. So when I saw my fertility specialist, I was also simultaneously seeing a functional medicine medicine practitioner because, you know, you try to self-treat for a while, and it's like, no, I need an outside perspective and someone that can run and really help me understand some different testing and things like that. So I told my fertility specialist this, and I wasn't sure how it was going to go, and my fertility specialist was, was... it's like, great, keep seeing them. Don't stop seeing them. They are very supportive of it. I definitely think in the world of fertility, those fertility specialists, now I'm not talking about your OBGYNs, like those reproductive endocrinologists, they understand that there is a whole nother realm that's not their specialty and that that can be really supportive. At least mine was. And they're not going to necessarily recommend you do that because a lot of times it's out of pocket and they have their own tools to kind of make things happen when they're not happening naturally. But I think the combat for me, the combination of the two, knowing that I was taking care of all of those underlying issues of, you know, for me, there was definitely some digestive stuff going on. There was some blood sugar regulation stuff going on. I've always worked on sleep. That's been a priority of mine forever. So that's big. And I started working on stress probably a year prior to that. So that combination plus then actually seeing the fertility specialist, I think that took a whole nother level of stress off of me because it was like, you know what? I'm in, I have people to help me and it may not solve all my problems and we may, you know, we may be treating some of those downstream effects, but I've got, I've got this whole team of people behind me that are helping. So I definitely think that you can balance supporting, you know, we kind of talk about treating the symptoms versus the causes and a lot of this you know can be some symptom treating but as long as you're addressing the causes as well I think you can feel better a little bit more quickly and you can support those symptoms while you're working on the underlying causes and I think that that's really important yes absolutely I'm so glad you brought that up um I think Kind of one of my favorite types of people to work with is someone who's coming to me with a protocol from a naturopath or from some specialist. You know, it's like they're getting that stuff supported. And then my job is to support their system even more in order to get there. Um, Because, yes, you're right. I absolutely think it can be treated simultaneously and probably have even like better results. You just... Uh, what, when I get concerned or what I tend to see a lot for whatever reason, I just tend to attract this person, um, is someone who's been to someone, spent like thousands on lab testing, um, has all these specialized adrenal supplements, thyroid supplements, reproductive health su- supplements. They actually are usually eating really well um, overall, but then they are totally missing, like their digestion is really off, or maybe they're even taking digestive enzymes, but it's like sleep isn't right, they're really, really stressed because they have all this like, you know, specialized protocol and they get really stressed about not being able to follow it perfectly. So that's where like dealing with a mindset and lifestyle thing comes becomes so important. And 
and then just in adding in those things, all of a sudden the protocol that they're given works so much better. So yeah, absolutely. I think having a team behind you is amazing and definitely the ideal situation. Yeah. And I, I think that a lot of times that part gets missed and our amazing guest, Dr. Aaron touched on it briefly was kind of like our physicians, even functional medicine practitioners don't have the time to sit down and say, Hey, let's talk about this. Like they don't have time to be kind of therapist, but in the field that we're both in, I mean, even from a PT physical therapy perspective, we've always gotten, you know, 45 minutes to an hour with clients. Now it may not be always one-on-one, but that compared to your 15 minute doctor appointment that you get, you know, every six months or maybe once a year or what have you, when you're seeing a practitioner much more regularly, it can be focused and worked on and you don't necessarily need to see someone for it, but having that guidance and support and working on it yourself is really important. I feel like I want to go a little bit more into why all of this kind of affects, while we have all these downstream effects, and you touched on it briefly, but what happens is your body can only do so much at once, and there are certain things that take priority. So I kind of like to think about it for basic fight or flight, and so you have two different states. You have your body's in a relaxed state, and your or your body's in a fight or flight state, It cannot do both at the same time. That would be pretty impressive, but it can't. A lot of us spend most of our days in that fight or flight state. We're in, you know, we've got screaming kids running around that we're trying to figure out how to deal with and learn from. We are not sleeping. We are, we have busy jobs and just even just driving down the street. I feel like I tried to take some deep breaths because that can be stressful too and You know, there's all these things that come at us that kind of shoot up that heart rate a little bit, make our breath a little bit faster, and put us into that high energy state. And when we're in that state, blood goes to our muscles, blood goes to our heart, and it's like, okay, I'm ready to run. You know, if we think back to the caveman days, like, oh no, bear's coming, like, I gotta get away, that's what we're doing. Whereas when we're in a relaxed state, that's when we actually have a chance to do something like digest our food and create nice hormones and, you know, thinking about, I mean, maybe you, your heart rate goes up a little bit when you're thinking about reproducing, but it's just a slight different uh, experience than, you know, you're not really trying to think about reproducing when you're running from a bear. So it's not like that's going to be something that's going to work, that's not that's just not meant to work that way. So if you think about, well... I'm not running from a bear, but your body doesn't know the difference between running from a bear or a stressful work deadline or a screaming kid or those kinds of things. So it keeps shunting all of that energy, all of those nutrients to the to those hormones that that support running away and or fighting that it makes it really hard to get the other stuff under control, which is why you really can't treat one without the other. Yeah, that was beautifully said. Um, absolutely. I don't really have too much to add to that piece of the explanation at all. Cause that sounds great. Um, to go into some other things that can happen and affect, um, these downstream things is when our digestion gets affected. So let's say you're in that sympathetic state that Beth just explained 
what happens is by the time the food gets to our um, intestines, it's not fully digested and it can be a little bit rough on your small intestine and it can create leaky gut type of um, symptoms and leaky gut itself. And when you have leaky gut going on, then what it ha- what happens is even the healthiest of foods can be, I mean, as a simplistic explanation, it's like almost like little bits of kale, you know, get out and are floating around in your bloodstream and your body's like, hey, this isn't supposed to be here. And so it can create an inflammatory response to it. And that's why some people can um, be eating all the right foods, but still have inflammatory responses or be sensitive to really healthy foods is because your body's kind of created this attack against it. And then again, what, you know, Beth was talking about, your body has only so many resources. All of a sudden it's like focusing all its resources on like, what is this invader? I need to attack it. And it's not focusing on like, oh, hey, let's, you know, get our reproductive hormones better. Because again, that's not going to be a priority when it thinks something's attacking its system. So addressing leaky gut is so, so important um, because that is going to affect basically every hormonal cascade in your body because it sets off the inflammatory response. Do you have anything to add about leaky gut? I mean, I think that could be a really huge topic, but I don't want to go too crazy into it. No, I think that that's a, that's a great brief overview. The only other thing that I wanted to touch on is that we talked about this a lot in relation to reproductive health. But it's not just reproductive health that gets affected. So, you know, if you're like, well, I'm no longer, I have no interest in having kids or I don't want any more kids. If you don't have kids and you're listening to the podcast, I love that. Please tell me why. But, you know, maybe you're just done and you're like, well, I don't care if I'm fertile anymore. Hey, maybe I don't have to use birth control. Don't try it. I promise. No. Um, But there are other things that get affected too. So thyroid health. And, you know, it could go either way. You have overactive or an underactive thyroid. And that can cause a lot of issues. And in your energy levels and just how you're feeling day to day. Things like that. And what other kind of areas? I mean, even cardiovascular, like heart health can get affected. Skin issues. Eczema, psoriasis, I mean, acne, all of those, absolutely. I think um, skin is a big one that I don't think we've touched on at all. But that's usually a symptom of something upstream happening. Basically, honestly, any issue. Like, I look at addressing these things as kind of clearing, like, muddied waters. Because it's amazing how much can clear up when you address all of these factors and then it just really you know some things might absolutely still going on this is not like a a perfect cure-all and plus in our world it's kind of hard to be like perfectly you know like stress-free and eating great because I mean our food source just isn't great so you can't be perfect about it Um, so this isn't to say this is going to cure all your issues but again if you're paying a lot of money for tests and you're not getting the results, or maybe you don't have the money to pay for tests right now, by addressing all of these things, most of them are free. I mean, other than getting, obviously paying for some support, because I highly recommend some support, but it's going to be a lot 
less expensive than lab tests and it clears the waters. So it's almost like if you're, you know, in a murky, murky pond and you're trying to see the bottom, it's like you cannot see what's there. Instead, if we clear it out, we get it all clean, we get rid of all the murk, then it's like we can see what's really, really going on. So let's say you address that all, then all of a sudden you can go and get a lab test. Now this lab test can be so much more beneficial because now you can really target that one thing that is happening and um, why it's happening because now we don't have to wonder it's like well is it just happening because you have this inflammation response in your body due to such and such or is it just because your body's having trouble producing this one you know substance and therefore it can't produce this one hormone and then you can supplement that and your results can be so much better a lot less supplements are required and um, again your results are just really accelerated so for me especially when I have someone who doesn't want to get lab tests they can't pay for it um, I you know go through this process first and you're going to be able to get so much more out of your lab testing. Um, I'm actually going through this right now with Remy. He has a rash and it's definitely eczema. And of course, you know, because I'm a mom, my immediate thing is like freak out. I'm like, Oh my God, what do I do? And of course this is where like, I know to, you know, just enough to be dangerous and freak myself out. I'm like, oh my God, it could be oxalates. It could be histamine. It could be salicylates. It could be, um, you know, I forget what the other thing that I'm thinking of anyways. <laughs> and I'm like freaking out. Cause there's no, there's no, if it's to figure that out, there's no diet that you can do that like eliminates all of those foods because a lot of things that are high in one or low in another, don't get too caught up in what those are. Well, maybe topic for another podcast. Um, so I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? How am I supposed to feed him? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, hold on. What would I tell a client who's going through this? Like, let me clear the picture first. There's too much going on. And of course, my pediatrician so nicely brought it to my attention that I know that Remy is um, allergic to eggs and he has eczema response when he was eating egg yolks. I'm still eating eggs and I'm breastfeeding. Never occurred to me. Like, literally never occurred to me. Like what, this is why we sometimes just need help, okay? Because we just sometimes cannot see that. So it's like, okay, let me just calm down. And let me say I got some assistance and people telling me to calm down, okay? This was not 100% of my own. Um, And I was like, okay, let me first just reduce, uh, I mean reduce, get rid of eggs from my own diet. I also realized that we had been, we don't really eat a lot of corn and we had two recipes in the past two weeks that had corn tortillas in it. And I had some popcorn that was like this delicious organic popcorn I got from Costco and I was this giant bag that I can't eat. But so I was like, okay, we introduced corn too. So let me eliminate that for my diet. And we've just been doing Epsom salt baths with him, been doing a little shea butter, um, homemade lotion just to keep his skin moisturized. And it's already getting so much better, like so much better. And it's like, I'm still feeding him foods that were high in histamines, which is like avocados. Um, I was worried that it could be a blueberry issue, but he loves blueberries. So he's still eating the blueberries. Like he's still eating all these foods that I potentially thought could have been causing the issue. And it's getting so much better. So you know what? It's just a step-by-step process. And I think it's really hard when something feels like an emergency. Like when your kid looks like he got punched in the face because he has this like rash and he's got these like huge dark circle under his eyes, which like I know is like a huge liver detoxification issue. It's like, oh my God, this needs to get solved right now. But unfortunately, our physio or our like emergency doesn't like transcend physiology. (laughs) Like 
it's still going to take time for it to clear up and to see what's happening. So I'm just taking it with steps that are manageable to me, manageable for him. And it's going really well. And in this whole process, I was going to like go and see these naturopaths and it was like $850 for the initial evaluation and all these things. And they probably just would have told me to get rid of eggs and do all of that. And then it would have been like, well, crap. So now if it continues to be an issue, um, because we're trying to figure out what probiotics we can introduce, then yeah, I'll absolutely, you know, go get more specialized help. But again, clearing the picture and figuring out what's really at the heart of it is, I don't know, it's just so beneficial. So that was my, that's been what's been going on in the past week for me too. So (laughs) I'm so glad to hear that you figured it out. Um, because my suggestion was like, wait a minute, you're looking at foods, but what if it's environment? What if it's the dog? Didn't this kind of start around when you got the dog? But I'm so glad that you figured it out and giving up eggs stinks, but it's not the worst thing in the world because I don't really eat them anymore. But, um, we are, I want to kind of sum it all up. So we've talked, we had a lot of different, I feel like sometimes we get a little all over the place. So really today, what the takeaway should be is that, There are some things that you can do on your own. It's easier if you have support, but on your own, you can work on sleep. You can work on stress. You can work on listening to your body and eating foods that make you feel good and avoiding foods that don't. If you're looking for help and it's not an emergency, I would highly, highly recommend that you do those things first. Get more sleep. Reduce your stress figure out some food things. If you get that stuff kind of underway ahead of time, you may still need extra support, but you will not need nearly as much and it'll be done a lot faster. So you're going to save yourself a ton of money. And there are so many free resources for those things. I mean, I know for me, like if you sign up for my email list, you can get like a free nutrition guide. And I'm sure Andrea has things on her website that, especially as it gets newly branded to help with stress and kind of sleep in all those areas. And you can head back to the Facebook group. So there is a ton of resources. So you don't have to waste thousands of dollars to get you started. Because a lot of times, at least when I went, my functional medicine doctor had me go, you know, a four month plan. But I had already worked on so much before I got to him. So it was fine-tuning and tweaking. So that four months was plenty. But this all takes time. You know, how long did it take? How old are you? That's how long it took you to get into the situation you are in today. It's not going to resolve in a month, in a visit or two. It's going to take time. Do you have anything else to add before we close up? No, I think that take time is so important. Because I think if you're setting up your expectations correctly, then... Just things are so much better. That's like when I just stopped and breathed and was like, okay, his rash isn't just going to disappear like in five minutes because I want it to. It was better. It was like, okay, this is just going to take a few days. I mean, in his case, but in most cases, it's going to be it's going to be months. It might be years, but it's these little steps that you're taking that can make such a difference over time. And on my website, I just created a health assessment freebie. I posted it again in the Facebook group too. And it really talks about how um, or like what else is going on other than like food basically. So it can really help identify like what areas you might want to focus on and address. So if you sign up for that, I'm going to have um, then an emails that go out with more specific tips to address all of those areas. And it talks about basically what we're talking about now. So absolutely head on over and sign up for that. 
Perfect. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we're going to try adding in some other tip segments. So let us know what you think. If you want us to go back to the way things have been or if you like the, the new changes, make sure that you follow us on social media for news updates and calls for questions. So you can find me, Beth, at Feeds of Real Eats and Andrea at Life Liberty Health on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com. Okay, I got nothing else right now. My brain isn't functioning (laughs) (laughs) because I haven't been sleeping. (laughs) Hey, that's life, right? Oh, total brain fart. (laughs) You threw me off. Both of us. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll get there. Hang on. Good. <laughs> I know. I was like, I got nothing. I I had I had something. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut this out.